Welcome to the voice of Dr. Yin, and I am the host, Dr. Li Meng Yin. This week, I see what we are going to talk about. First, you may have heard that in China, in a very big province, Sichuan, which has over 80 million uh, populations, that there was an earthquake. It is uh, around 6.8 magnitude earthquake, and which caused very huge damage and uh, lot of people that just based on the uh, recent uh, uh, statistic result from the Chinese government that is already reached to 86 deaths. And uh, you know that in communist China, this kind of number always get minimized and it's not the real number. However, this is already a huge loss. And however, when we see the news about the earthquake, Besides for the, uh, you know, pray for the people there and also feel sorry about this kind of bad uh, news. We also feel very angry, I mean, really get angry about the policies in that province, of course, which is conducted the policies from Xi Jinping, from the central government in Beijing, in CCP, about the zero COVID policy in that area. Yes. Zero COVID, that means Xi Jinping insisted on the zero COVID case happened in China. And that's why in Sichuan, that province, in that huge province with over 80 million people, even there is such a big earthquake happened, they still insisted on the very strict and anti-human uh, measures to control people which actually cause a lot of terrible outcomes. And of course, that's not only in Sichuan province, actually it's everywhere in China. So today, of course, I want, uh, based on the earthquake and related reports to let you understand more about CCP and the Xi Jinping's zero COVID policy and what brought to Chinese people, how miserable it is. And also uh, in the second section, we have a very, very special guest who's my best friend, who's a real American hero, who is also the PhD in neuro uh, neurobiology, as well as colonel in Green Barrett. He's that from the uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. He is colonel Lawrence Sadin. Hey, welcome to join us and let people know what he had presented in Netherlands in the very big influential uh, conference recently, talking about the evidence and his research about the origin of COVID, which definitely pointed to the communist China's military because that is the only fact. We know that is the real truth. So, I will talk with Colonel Sadin uh, through his report, and also we will share our opinions about the origin of COVID and what we shall, uh, what shall we do, and what we also expect, and, and what we are going to do in the future about the um, investigation of COVID-19 until the day the whole truth get exposed in public without any suppression. So now, okay, let's start from the zero COVID policy and their cruel measures in communist China. 
So right before uh, we start to talk about what uh, the cases happened, I just want to read the report about this earthquake. This is from Reuters. It's reported the earthquake. And uh, the latest news is that the death toll from a 60, uh, no, six, uh, 6.8 magnitude earthquake that struck the southwestern Chinese province of Sichuan has risen to 86. Uh, so this is the data actually they got from the uh, CCP's media. And also, actually, uh, after this earthquake, because Sichuan actually is a place that is very complicated uh, geographic uh, situation. So uh, the weather forecasted issued orange warning the second highest, uh, the possible the geo uh, geological disaster in that area can include the landslides. So, you know, in su such a place with uh, so high density of population and also with so many risks, uh, definitely I think we, for whatever government, they should try their best to help people, they should put the uh, rescue team there, professional people there, and also uh, if there will be the like the nonprofit organization, uh, they should be allowed to go into that central area, and which is a, a county called Wuding, and they should be allowed to go there to help people, to save people, because this is you try to save lives. Uh, I mean, every second would be very, very valuable, right? However, guess what we have? The document we obtained issued very soon, really so efficient. After this earthquake from that area, the local government, the local CCP government. No, it's not as what you thought. Actually, in the whole earthquake, when they described happened on 5th September, the main things, the core things the government cares about is how to insist on the zero COVID policy, which would satisfy President Xi Jinping, and also which will help them to get encouragement from CCP and even get praise or promotion. Yes, this sounds very anti-human. And this is really very anti-human. So the local, the Gansuzhou, that means uh, that state, Gansu state, which uh, uh, actually includes the uh, Wuding County, the anti-COVID-19 uh, emergency director of the operation center has issued the statement. And, uh, by the way, this kind of anti-COVID-19 uh, uh, outbreak emergency operation center, which has already become the direct team work for Xi Jinping from the central government to local government to control people under the name of anti-COVID-19 after the pandemic happened. This is Xi Jinping's style to reorganize the structure inside CCP and also centralize the power and which can actually make the, uh, their 
power in controlling of controlling people in the uh, so-called pandemic outbreaks become the maximum. So basically, this can uh, be young. This is prior to the uh, local uh, common government or even the uh, law enforcement, and they can uh, direct all these teams for their uh, needs. So this emerging operation center has issued a statement that three things they really care about. First is they have to temporarily uh, control all the area in the center of the earthquake, the Loading County and the related area have a goal. So how they control it is uh, uh, people and also the vehicles only can come out but not go in. And temporarily, they don't accept the rescue power uh, from the volunteers, from all the society to join in. So which means, you know, this kind of things happen based on all the experience about this such earthquakes, such disasters happen in China without this kind of rescue power from the society, the efficiency happened in the teams from the local government is really so poor. I mean, first lack of manpower and also lack of the professional conduction. And also they don't really care about lives, but they would spend a lot of time to do the propaganda to show you how good they behave, how well they behave there, how they care about people. Everything is about the propaganda. So now that means the statement already shows they don't want the social rescue power to join them. And basically that highly reduced the chance for local people. So people who suffering from the earthquake get saved, get rescued uh, in time. And also for the people who are allowed to go to the county, to so that area uh, for helping or for supporting, for rescuing, huh, you have to have the PCR test about the COVID-19 maybe 24 hours, okay? That means when you are in a hurry, get organized, maybe from the uh, nearby cities or wherever, get uh, moved to that place under the government's direction to join the rescue. The first thing you have to do is not to save the time, but to do the PCR test and wait until the results come out to show the government that you can join them, you are negative. And if you are not negative, oh, Super. Maybe the whole team has to wait because all of them are close contacts, right? And also, that's not the only condition. The must do also including. Remember, we talked about the COVID coding traffic light, uh, traffic light like systems in China. That's called healthy codes. Your healthy codes have to show green, like the traffic light, which means. You are not close contact, you're not in a risky, and you never contact people who are suspicious, uh, COVID, all like that. And, and you have no history living in the cities or areas which 
is under the COVID outbreak risk. Aha, uh -huh. so many must do, must have conditions, okay? And you have all the three, congratulations, and you were moved by government direct to that area. However, before you enter that controlling area for the center of the earthquake, you have to again get another examination for your COVID, for the PCR test. Yes, that's the clearly mentioned in the government statement. And if you, I mean, you are the person who lived there before, so you have your family there, and you are working in other cities now because of the disaster, you want to go back, maybe you need to check your case, or maybe you check, need to see whether your uh, senior your parents who are very old still well, or maybe they are hurt, but you want to go back to take care of that. Okay. You have to have certain special, this kind of license issued by the local uh, office, government office, in the place you live, the community office, where your family live, to approve you to go in. Let me tell you this, basically it's like, this is certain thing you will never have because that is the area just get, suffered the 6.8 uh, magnitude earthquake. Who would stay in the office, answer your phone call and issue your license and oh yeah, you live here before and now your family is in danger and we want you to go back. CCP staffs will never do such things because for them, they only want to be responsible for the senior staff, for their bosses, for their supervisors in CCP system. They are the one guarantees the promotion, guarantees the benefits, but never, never for people, okay? So if you are a common person, don't expect you can get that unless you are super, super lucky or unless you have certain background, you have to go through the network to get such license. And this is the first thing to care about. Let's see, what's the second thing to care about? The second thing they are talking about is people in that area and the rescue people has to make the self-defense, I mean, prevent the prevents the uh, COVID-19. And every day you have to get the daily PCR test for the COVID. And every day, wherever you go, the people stuff, maybe this is a building falling down and then uh, collapsed, and then you need to go there to see, rescue the people may still cover the inside. Yeah, you need to get your healthy code, the COVID code check, and also the risky, city history check, and also your itinerary uh, history, which is recorded also in the COVID-19 system check. And also you need to scan the code for that building to show you have been here in the record by the government to check. You have to wear your mask. You have to remind that if you are not in the COVID negative and total non-risky healthy uh, condition, then you cannot draw the rescue, even you are in that place already. And the last thing they care about is the people who get sick in that area 
should not gather together, should not eat together to get the avoid of this gathering and get the avoid of the cross infection of COVID-19. Come on, this is earthquake and you are facing the second disasters and you don't know how many people in that areas because it's high density, now suffering. Now the government only cares these three parts about your COVID, COVID, COVID. Why CCP care about COVID so much? The first thing is they know this is their bioweapon, unrestricted bioweapon, which is weaponized and with the propaganda and the misinformation, they can amplify the power of this virus. This virus is so efficient for Xi Jinping and CCP to control people, to make benefits, to get all the things they want. This is so good. That's why Xi Jinping uh, celebrates the, uh, celebrate the COVID trophy and also gives the awards to so many, so many scientists, military uh, officials, and also local government, and the people work with them in the bioindustries, like my ex-boss in the University of Hong Kong, the top coronavirus expert in the world, Malik Harris from Sri Lanka, he got $1 million US dollars award from Xi Jinping last year at the Future Strategic Scientist because he had a lot of knowledge about COVID virus, about not only COVID, about coronavirus, which provided the valuable experience for CCP to manufacture, develop such unrestricted bioweapon. Yeah, this is so terrible. Even in the earthquakes, it can control people like that. What could you expect when they do it during lockdowns in other cities? Not only Shanghai, as you heard in April to June this year, had suffered the cruel lockdowns. People committed suicide, people hungry to die, hungry to die. They can't get food, even they have money, they can't get food because no market, no one is allowed to go out, no one sent food for them, and the online purchasing system was paralyzed, and they cannot see the house visit to the doctors, they, can, they, they are not allowed to go to hospital because hospital all turned to COVID control or shutdown. And their animals, their pets, I mean, not only homeless animals in the street, also their pets get killed because the government said animal can carry the COVID. So if the owner is high risk of sent to the camp for, to the cabinet hospital, for isolation quarantine, then the pets are forced to uh, keep at home and the, those white soldiers, those white staffs will enter your house and they will even directly kill the pets, no matter how cute, how docile they are. Because, because this is CCP Xi Jinping's zero COVID policy and there is no law there is no rule, only principle is show your lawyer to Xi Jinping and CCP. The more lawyer you are means the more Xi Jinping will give you the chance to get promotion. And the more lawyer you are means the more anti-human you are in the communist, the communist system. <sighs> 
um, I mean, I don't want to show how how angry I am in via the via the broadcast. I don't want to make you feel sad, upset, fragile. Uh, but this is a fact happened in China. And why why there are no much no many voices can be hear from website because they're suppressed. Shanghai is the biggest international city in China, and there were a lot of foreign people uh, living. So that's why the some voice can be delivered, and people know. Oh, wow! People live in Shanghai, suffering COVID uh, zero COVID policy during lockdown like that. However, even the voices you heard from Shanghai is much more, and maybe much much more the. Uh, less than less than one person, maybe, as the tragedies happen there, and uh, based on the very recent statement come from China government, right at this moment, these lockdown policies are also happened in over thirty areas in China, which actually control more than sixty five million Chinese people. CCP gives their New names like the control with uh, silence or quiet and silence management or voluntarily living at home for control, for management. So many, so many new names for, to play the game of uh, play the word. However, the same meaning, lockdown, cruel, kids get no treated during the, uh, if they are sick, and pregnant ladies cannot deliver the baby. I saw a news today, they said, so in one city, and the, the, the pregnant lady who are already over 39 weeks plus, uh, plus five days, called all the hospitals in that city, and no one can accept her to deliver the baby. And they told her, hey, bear with it, wait for a while. This is anti-COVID. This is so huge. And also, this kind of voice are suppressed immediately, uh, deleted from the social media. There were special, I mean, government organized a very special, huge team, including university students, including the uh, government officials, including military people, including prisoners at the cyber army. And also they called it as the, uh, controller for the uh, comments online. These controllers get the training from local government. Uh, they understand what CCP want, and they are in charge of monitoring everyone around them, uh, monitoring every corner in, the, in that area to get a void of such voice come out. If not, they will make the comment and also call the local police to control the people who write such things online, who ask for help online. Yes, if you dare to ask for help online, they will arrest you. Okay, this is just the very, very brief summary about what happened during Xi Jinping's zero COVID policies during the lockdowns in China. And it happened every day, new areas drawn and people, new people drawn and again and again, happened again and again. 
so terrible. I just want you to know that the freedom is so valuable. If you forget it, if you turn your freedom to the government, that's how government will treat you. Okay, let's have a short break and uh, come back. Uh, our special guest, Colonel Setting, will join me and we will bring you the very deep report about the COVID origin and the progress of the investigation. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
coming back, and now this is the second section of the, uh, today's The Voice of Dr. Yin. And now I'm so happy to introduce my first guest in my uh, this my own show, Colonel uh, Orange Setting, to you because uh, this is also the first time I have my own show and I interview the special guest. Uh, I'm so exciting and I want to share it with you all. And just before we started, I think some of you may already heard about Colonel Setting's name, but I really want to introduce him again to you because I respect him so much. He is also a great friend for me and he is a COVID-19 matter, uh, subject matter expert as well as he is known as a retired U.S. Army Reserve Colonel and also the vet, uh, veteran uh, of Afghanistan and Iraq. He is a real American hero. And he also had his civilian career in international business and medical research. He got his PhD uh, in the biology, new, uh, uh, neurology. And also uh, he is also of a uh, book that restoring the Republic argue, uh, arguments for a second American uh, revolution. And he always, uh, show his idea in his tongue uh, in Gateway Pundit and he appears in different interviews very often all over the world. So actually, thank you for joining me, uh, Colonel Sadie. I'm so happy. Thank you, Dr. Yan. It's an honor to be on your program, especially as your first guest. <laughs> thank you. So actually today uh, I want to bring the latest news about you and your research uh, outcome about the origin of COVID-19 to our audience. As we know that uh, very recently, you have drawn a very high level conference in Netherlands. And there, are your, uh, there is your, uh, the audio uh, video of your speech in that uh, Netherlands conference um, Posted by the Citizens Commission on National Security. So, in this almost half an hour uh, speech, I have listened to it, and I see you have went through a lot of very, very core topics in the origin of COVID and present the audience the uh, inside network between the CCP's. Uh, Communist parties, uh, Chinese Communist parties, uh, military, and also the international scientists, how the Chinese Communist Party, the military scientists pretend to be civilian scientists and also infiltrate, finally manipulate the academic field all over the world. So right before we start the question, I actually want to play uh, the end that you gave in the speech in the Netherlands conference to our audience. So let's listen to the, what Colonel Sadin said at the end of that speech in Netherlands to thousands of audience. So let me end now where I started. Uh, it's my scientific opinion that COVID-19 was made in a laboratory as part of China's bio-warfare program. And if we do not hold China accountable for the 2019 pandemic, we're likely to face another possibly more dangerous pandemic and the proliferation of biological weapons uh, from China to the world. So, Dr. Well. 
Okay, thank you, Colonel Salin. Could you first uh, introduce about this conference and uh, what kind of level of this conference is, why there can be thousands of audience and also, as I saw from the video, from the video, it's so professional. It looks like the TED, the TED, that speech, that kind of occasion. And uh, uh, could you briefly introduce this conference first? Thank you. Yes, Dr. Yan. This was a conference that was held on August 25th, uh, just a few weeks ago. And it was organized by uh, a political party, which is called the Forum for Democracy. And the Forum for Democracy is actually in numbers, the largest political party in the Netherlands, although they don't uh, yet hold many seats in the parliament, uh, but it's very active. There are a lot of young people involved. And uh, this conference was uh, focused on, on China and not uh, it included not just the, my talk about uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic, but uh, there were many other uh, speakers who were talking about, uh, you know, the politics, uh, the geopolitical situation in Asia, about Taiwan, about the aggressiveness of the Chinese Communist Party and what we uh, need to do uh, to combat that aggressiveness. Uh, one of this, uh, the, well, in fact, the the key speaker there was uh, Peter Hoekstra, who used to be the U.S. ambassador uh, uh, to the Netherlands. And uh, there were other speakers, uh, as well as myself, focusing on various aspects of, of China and how we uh, confront China aggressiveness, uh, not just in Asia, but, but globally. Thank you, sir. I just feel so interested into the topic. Uh, so it's not only about COVID, actually, it's about communist China. So do you think such high-level conference folks on the confronting against the, the communist China happened in Europe was common before the COVID pandemic, or it changed actually after the pandemic? I mean, the people change their attitude, realize something. That's why they would hold such high level conference to just focus on the communist China's topic. Well, absolutely. I think uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic had a lot to do with, uh, you know, waking people up about what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. The Certainly the, you know, the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic you know, not just on creating illness and death, but the disruption of societies, uh, you know, economically and socially uh, had a huge impact. And I think it, it really stimulated uh, people and in fact, uh, countries to focus more on what the Chinese Communist Party is doing and uh, what we need to combat the, you know, the negative effects of their activities, uh, both in terms of you know, public health, but also in, in economic and, and military aspects. So, sir, uh, I remember uh, you talk about the People's Liberation Army's network in this video, and also you have actually show a lot of the People's Liberation Army's bioweapon scientist profile in this video and connected them to uh, compromise the scientists in not only uh, U.S., but also Netherlands. So could you uh, 
help our uh, audience to know how did you find these connections hidden behind the pandemic? Uh, how did you identify these people's Liberation Army scientists? You know, um, two years ago, when I tried to tell people in the media that yeah, this is not only about one lab in Wuhan, but this is about more labs and the the biggest boss behind is People's Liberation Army and the CCP. And people thought, ha, huh, conspiracy. How could Dr. Yen uh, connect uh, just the pandemic to some military, to some party? This is so political, sounds so far-fetched. So could you let the audience know, how did you went through your independent research and reach to the core secret that People's Liberation Army, but weapon scientists are the ones behind all of that. Well, it's not a conspiracy at, at, at all. And uh, I found out about this uh, in two ways. First, I mainly started reading a lot of the uh, scientific articles about COVID-19 virus. And uh, a lot of the uh, articles that were being published by Chinese scientists and uh, really identifying who those people are and where they're working, whether they're in a university or they're working for the People's Liberation Army. So it was, it was mostly a matter of, of connecting dots and see who was, who was paying for uh, these different studies. Uh, also, I had a number of uh, Chinese friends who, who sent me information about uh, you know, the people who were doing this research and not just on coronaviruses, but other potentially dangerous viruses, and, and eventually I structured what the uh, uh, what the Chinese Communist Party, or in particular the People's Liberation Army, uh, their structure in terms of their bio warfare program. And what I discussed in the Netherlands uh, is that uh, you know I see it at three levels. I mean, the the first level is the uh, People's Liberation Army research centers and uh, their hospitals. And this is the military secret level. Now, layered on top of that are uh, China's universities. There are so-called civilian research centers like the Wuhan Institute of Virology uh, and also some of their biotechnology companies. Now, uh, people need to understand, and I don't think they understand well in the United States, is that in China today, uh, there really is no difference between civilian and military research. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying this. This is actually something uh, that the uh, Chinese Communist Party in 2016, uh, in their 13 uh, five year plan, uh, had decided that, the, in fact, they mandated the fusion of civilian and military research. So the, there really is no difference. Uh, but is it's the second level uh, of, of Chinese universities, of so-called civilian research centers and biotechnology companies that has allowed uh, the People's Liberation Army to access the third level, which is the international uh, laboratories and access, uh, you know, skills and knowledge and technologies from outside of China and bring it back into China. And what had happened since approximately the, the 1990s it started, you had this wave after wave of, of scientists 
coming from China, many of whom are from the People's Liberation Army coming to the United States. Now, I would say most of these scientists, they stay in the United States for a few years and then they bring back to China these skills, knowledge and technologies. But there are some of these uh, uh, scientists uh, from China uh, staying in the United States. And this is, uh, it is also includes uh, scientists from the People's Liberation Army and they uh, become uh, you know, permanent residents or even U.S. citizens, and they act as anchors to allow other Chinese scientists to come into their laboratory. Now, what has happened is uh, there's a critical mass of these uh, Chinese scientists who are loyal to the Chinese Communist Party rather than being loyal to the United States as permanent residents and US citizens. So they have maintained this collaborative relationship with uh, scientists in China, but also many of the uh, scientists, Chinese scientists who are presently in the United States have maintained a long-term uh, research collaboration with the People's uh, Liberation Army. So in a sense, uh, the United States virus laboratories have merely become an extension of, of, of the Chinese Communist Party research and development program, including uh, the, the People's Liberation Army. So, you know, you, in a sense, we're you know, contributing to the effort of, in, of bio warfare in China by uh, maintaining this relations without any uh, restrictions or, or oversight. So it also happens in the Netherlands and I uh, pointed out a number of researchers, Dutch yes. researchers who are continuing this relationship uh, with Chinese scientists and even the People's Liberation Army. Yes, sir. actually, this kind of infiltration and it takes so long time over decades and also it's so massive from the uh, one of the simple laboratory lab to uh, even the national labs in America and other uh, and also like the WHO reference labs like the uh, NIH the headquarter office this uh, their camp uh, their campus so actually this is uh, I mean, I, I would like to describe this style of infiltration is like parasites. So once I explain it to some uh, IC staff in America, they cannot really understand this pattern. So I said, just a image is like parasite in your body and they grab your nutrition. Also they make damage to you. And in this case, so the CCP scientists or the people they manipulate uh, from China to America actually really like the parasite in Americans' uh, academic and other systems. So they grab your technology, they try to uh, steal the secret things, and also they even get your taxpayers' money back to China. I mean, although in China, actually the government put huge amount of the uh, money to support their unrestricted bioweapon programs, but they still want to get some money from America, millions, several millions like that. So this parasite style actually make Americans get confused how to separate them from the real patches or how to clear it. And also in this case, because this is so massive, it's kind of lack of manpower in America to even handle such cases 
especially when uh, behind such cases, there are the regime like CCP, the second powerful regime in the world to support them. So sir, could you let our audience know more that when you study such uh, the network about CCP and their agents through the COVID origin uh, investigation, what's your idea to uh, handle or prevent such problems? I mean, uh, so many people, they need this kind of uh, tips for them to study, uh, to understand how to handle it, because they really worry, as you said, the future pandemic or other such bio attacks may follow up. Of course, I think based on my intelligence, there will be if there is right timing. So what's your opinions in uh, handling these things or little by little handle this? Well, first of all, Dr. Yan, I want to say that uh, Parasite is an excellent analogy for the situation <laughs> that we're talking about. In fact, I'm going to steal that from you and use that in, <laughs> in the future because it is a very clear and excellent analogy of what is happening. Now, I think the first thing to do is what we've been doing, is, is exposing these people, is letting you know the, the taxpayers uh, and you know the American uh, citizens uh, understand what's going on. That it is exactly as you're saying that the, there's the scientists are, uh, you know, still loyal to the Chinese Communist Party and are helping uh, the Chinese Communist Party research and development program, including the bio warfare program. And actually, hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars are flowing from the United States into the Chinese Communist Party R&D program. You know, not just cash, which actually cash is being transferred, but also, you know, millions of dollars in terms of knowledge, skills and technologies are essentially being stolen. So what I've been doing, and of course, what you've been doing as well, and, and a lot of uh, people who work with us on this have been exposing this type of activity. But, you know, it's not just this activity. It's also uh, promoting Chinese Communist Party propaganda in the United States. Now, you probably know this story, but I'll, I'll tell it to your audience. Very early in the pandemic, when we really didn't know uh, for sure whether you know, the COVID-19 virus came from nature or was created in the laboratory, although many of us had some suspicions even early on that it was created in a laboratory. And of course, you broke the story to the world yourself on this topic. Uh, but uh, early in early February, there was a, uh, a Chinese scientist who's in the United States named Shan Lu, who's at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, but is also uh, the editor of the Emerging Microbes and Infections uh, Journal, which is a chi Chinese journal, he actually solicited an article uh, to be published saying that uh, there's no evidence that COVID-19 virus came from, from a laboratory, that it, it came from nature. And it's interesting because I have the emails that this article was not only asked to be written, and it was written by uh, at least two Chinese scientists working in the United States at the University of Cal uh, North Carolina and Ohio State. But it was uh, submitted and 
within four hours it was accepted for publication. Now, I don't know any case ever in the history <laughs> of science that an article was accepted within four hours. And it's actually, I have the emails, which shows that it was accepted in four hours. So what I'm saying here is that it's not just, you know, the transfer of cash and, and knowledge, skills and technologies, but also some of these scientists are actually promoting Chinese Communist Party propaganda in the United States through scientific journals. Yes, sir. So you remember this paper uh, published within several hours from Liu Shandu in Ohio University. Do you remember the other two American scientists named on the paper, Linda Seth and also Susan Weiss, right? That's exactly right. Uh, Linda Saff is also at Ohio State and Susan Weiss is at the University of Pennsylvania, which is uh, also well known for uh, its collaboration with uh, Chinese Communist Party scientists. Our research actually shows that Susan Weiss is caught by American, uh, some media or some, I mean, established media as the current mother of coronavirus because she actually has done quite a lot in this field and she is a very uh, reputational scientist in America Academy of Science for Microbiology. So in this case, you see CCP, when they try to enhance their propaganda, when they try to spread misinformation and uh, they can't even reach to such high level of the scientists and use them and also convince them to help CCP to spread such misinformation while American and even American government was mis were mislead by these scientists because even the president, no matter Trump or Biden, they are not scientists. They has to listen to, have to listen to such scientists' opinion. And so you see, this actually, just from one paper, you can see the deep connections between CCP and the compromised American scientists in the pandemic origin and also in the whole, uh, actually, the misinformation campaign, right? Well, no, absolutely. I, I, I frequently say that uh, since COVID-19, and the pandemic that the uh, medical and scientific literature has become politically contaminated and that you have to be very, very careful what you read and what the Chinese Communist Party does. And it's not just with scientists, with politicians and businessmen. They have a program which they call or at least been translated into English as an elite capture. You know, they capture these high level people by, you know, offering them some kind of rewards, whether it's, you know, money or prestige or invitations to China and, you know, honors from China. So it's it's easy to to get people who are susceptible to this type of bribery to go along and work with the Chinese Communist Party, even at the detriment of the United States, uh, in order to increase their own you know, position, whether it's in science or politics or, or business. So this is an active program that is going on at every level uh, in the United States, uh, you know, essentially pushed and supervised by the Chinese Communist Party. Yes, they, they have this one called Capture the Elite, but you know, sir, you definitely 
so for media is another term actually from Soviet Union, but it's widely used by this communist regime that's called useful idiot, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I was I was being a little more diplomatic and using the term I think the Chinese Communist Party uh, uses, but you're exactly right. These people are useful idiots, and, and I think they will be discarded later once uh, the Chinese Communist Party achieves its aims. Already, you see, when Americans start to realize, aha, uh -huh, so Dr. Fauci is not our great scientist, and also Peter Daschuk is not a real uh, patriot, and he actually is not, he's from UK maybe, not, not America. Anyway, he's not a person people should trust. And also like Ralph Barrick, uh, actually his technology was used in the COVID and he still tried to help, um, uh, help communist China to cover up the origin of COVID. And so actually these people, because of a lot of evidence now, they are get revealed more and more. So now I can tell you CCP already kind of abandoned them. And, uh, so now CCP's propaganda and also Russia, because Putin and Xi Jinping become the secret allies now against America, they actually change the propaganda to target America for the origin of COVID because they now know Americans realize the compromise of American scientists. And also they just try, CCP, they just try to stop Americans further understand the real secret behind the pandemic. They want you end at this level and just blame American scientists, even American government. And finally, what CCP and Putin want is Americans fight against Americans and finally undermine America, divide America. So, sir, uh, what do you think about this? And I believe you have already seen this problem, right? Well, yes, indeed. I think Peter Daszak is a perfect example of what you described. His entire career, his entire achievements have really been based on its, his relationship with the Chinese Communist Party scientists like Zheng Li Shi at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So, you know, his entire career is in entire quote success in science is not due to anything any brilliance on his part but simply by this relationship that he established with china and and the chinese communist party has taken advantage of that and used him as a tool to to influence uh, american science and also uh you know u.s uh, government officials Yes, sir. So we have another one minute left now in this episode. So in this episode, what do you want our audience to uh, remember? I mean, of course, I will invite you back to my broadcast later. And we always have a lot to talk in. So in this episode, could you let the audience know your final uh, opinions? Well, first of all, I'd just like to repeat the title of my uh, talk in, in the Netherlands. And I want people to know that uh, the COVID-19 virus was made in a laboratory. It's unequivocal in terms of the scientific evidence. And it was made as part of uh, the China's biowarfare program. And I, I also will continue, and I want Americans to know that, uh, you know, China, the Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated 
uh, U.S. virus research laboratories and other laboratories, in fact, uh, not just in universities, but even within the U.S. Department of Defense. And people have to become aware of that uh, because it's a danger to national security, but it's also simply uh, a, a waste of U.S. taxpayer money. And the U.S. taxpayers are thinking it's uh, you know, being used for the benefit of the United States, but it's simply flowing uh, you know, into China's well, Communist Party's R&D program, including the People's Liberation Army. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope we can come, uh, you can come back and we can keep our talking to our audience. Thank you so much and uh, enjoy your nice summer week. <laughs> thank, thank you, Dr. Yang. Okay.